0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin and this is Kelly and Ramia.
0: So in John's report, what what excited you the most? Showing up at Walmart, not having to worry about the shelves? Mm. Starling. Um, Probably the internet. Kind of interesting, too, on the fake voices.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the... uh, What do you call it? Deep noise? Deep Deep fake. Deep fake Uh, audio, yes. Thanks. Um, (laughs) That stuff is quite interesting because I started to get into that audio mindset, right? Like, well, how would you fake the the breath and would you make that a different element altogether and add it in when possible or you know the cadence of people's speech you can't really mimic that we slow Mm. down and speed up uh, to show different emotion or to pause and can
0: but for short I think that whole breath thing Definitely, I think, uh, you know, you could you could learn that. That part that I a think software, is, yeah. yeah and yeah. definitely you could utilize yeah. something. But you know but what like it is, Calum's? John said, maybe after busting somebody, that's well, right. how you find out. Well, right.
1: It's, it's afterwards, yeah. which doesn't help much if you're already f- scammed or fraud. Uh, it came to you. But here's the thing. I assume something is scammed before I assume it's a real person now. Like, seriously. Well, yeah.
0: On the, email, anytime, phone, uh, the, the numbers, anything. Yeah, hey, you have just one click. Yep. I, I, maybe I did, Even the but I now forget it. I, I just no, no. I'm too scared to hit a button because we're Absolutely. told. Absolutely, oh, I don't want to hit, hit
1: that link uh-huh. at all. So everything is kind of a two-factor authentication. Somebody sends me an email, and then I call them. I'm like, "Did you send me that email? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure.
0: You careful that way, McGee? Worried Trust about?
1: Anybody.
0: Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought that was the right moment for you to come in with that one. It, unfortunately, that's the way I feel about any of the calls that come in. Uh, as soon as I hear whoop or anything that you know, I know, uh oh, and you start hearing the people in behind, you wonder is that a sound effect of of like a call center or even whatever? What's I going on? And look yeah. at the
1: number. I'm like, yeah, right.
0: Well, and then you don't know even when there's no one there. What scam is that? Or did I say anything that say was something? recorded that right. could be used later? Um, Karen McGee joining us, we do this visit, uh, have our regional content reports on Wednesdays and Fridays on the program. Karen McGee joining us, AMI Content Development Specialist. So you've got some really interesting things to talk about, Miss I Don't Trust. Um, the Helen Keller Center is going to be building a new housing complex in the Toronto area. Who's going to benefit from, from these new apartments?
2: Um, So, as we all know, affordable housing is not easy to find, especially in Toronto. Um, Mm. I know I couldn't afford to live in Toronto. Um, The Canadian Helen Keller Centre is going to be building a new apartment building in Etobicoke. It's going to be a fully accessible and affordable, keyword affordable too, um, the two A's, apartment complex with more than 56 units. And there's going to be one, two and three bedroom apartments, half of which are going to be rented to people who are deafblind. And the rest of the units are going to be reserved for people with general disabilities and for more vulnerable populations who need the affordable housing. Um, these, this new apartment building is also going to have a 6,500 square foot state-of-the-art training centre where Canadians who are deafblind can gain some life skills to aid with independence along with other programs to service and support all the other tenants in the building. Quite frankly, these types of housing units are too far um, between they, they they need more of them, mm-hmm. and not just in Toronto. No offense to Toronto.
0: Well, first of all, I got to say that that cost of living in Toronto spreads out through uh, Kitchener, London. Now our prices have gone up, so it's it's totally since people have been working from home, this whole widespread really a big problem. Um, these affordable units definitely in need. Also, the certain um, accessibility. Uh, requirements in them, I, I remember doing a piece for ami TV years ago and uh, went to a Cheshire home and learned about some of the things something so important, like the fire alarm uh, for someone who can 't hear how do they know if they 're sleeping and I had to I learned all about the vibration all that stuff back then and we 're looking at things like that that are absolutely necessary. in in units like this, Karen. So uh, really good to see this being done. Any idea of that timeline when these are going to be ready?
2: So they don't have an actual day when it's going to open yet. They still have to do a lot of fundraising. They did receive some grants from the Rapid Housing Initiative, but Mm -hmm. they still need to raise an additional $6 million to build. So they are fully operational when they open. And you see that a lot. um, uh, Senior facilities, independent living facilities, when they do the fundraising, they want to make sure they don't just have enough for to get the building up. They need to have enough to get it running too. And, and, you know, before, cause they don't have any rent coming in yet. Right. Um, there is currently a wait list of 34 people right now with the Canadian Helen call center in Toronto who are waiting for affordable housing. So this can't come soon enough because that list is just going to get longer.
0: It is. and, it, it's kind of, I mean, we're always talking about affordable housing. We're always talking about accessible housing that is so needed. And I get frustrated because it's almost like there's a particular formula that, that has to be the right time, the right budget. The money has to be acquired because there's, there's just not enough money put out there to to organize accessible, uh, some housing that takes in the needs of, of individuals in this situation. And we never get ahead. There's never a surplus okay but we can't even keep up
2: no and um we're gonna actually be doing a documentary i shouldn't know if i'm to talk with this oh sure marketing, you can go ahead marketing, I, done. marketing marketing turn off your um your, yeah. your ears
0: it's friday so, they left
2: a, a documentary that we're working on right now so it's not done yet um is about having being able to stay at home as you age uh, yes. And as disabilities yeah. and things come up, we're running into this now personally um, with my husband, with some of his needs. Our house is not appropriate.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: right. Um, we can't find a house that fits our needs. So we have to stay here. You know, he passes out a lot. We have steep stairs. Right. He's passed out at the top of the stairs. Um, not a really good, safe environment. Um, right. yeah. So it, it's something that people need to take into account When they're building from day one and this sort of apartment complex that's going up, hopefully we'll get people to think about, don't just do a unit here or there. People want to buy a house and stay in it.
0: Yes, yes. And stop selling me on. It takes away the ability to make the places very creative, very uh, appealing to people. It does not. Just do your job. Be creative. Have fun. If you consider it a challenge, rise to it and, and design Accessible, affordable, and unique. Keep your uniqueness all you want, but just think of, of the various needs of people. And it's not a it's not a new thought, and it's Mm-mm. not difficult.
1: The uh, Rick Hansen Foundation's uh, gold standard for accessibility and all the different things that they do to, you know, get people to feel motivated. I guess is the word uh, to keep access in mind all the time, especially with infrastructure, is so helpful and fabulous. Um, let's keep moving, Karen. There's a young girl in Barrie, Ontario, who raised money for a buddy bench at her school for people who don't know. Can you tell us what a buddy bench is? So it's been
2: a while since I've talked about these. I love the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a child feels lonely, they can sit on a designated buddy bench. And this signals to other kids in their class or, or kids at their school that they may be feeling isolated, need a little comfort. Um, ideally, another child is going to notice them sitting there, sit beside them, talk with them, invite them to play. It's a great way for kids to let other kids know they're in need of a bit of a help. Um, whether you're a new child to a school or you're just are you just not having a great day. So Hannah Hester of La L'Ecole Alimentaire Catholic Frère André in Barrie raised $1,000 by herself to buy one for her school. And I love how she got this idea as a sci-fi person myself. She got it from the sci-fi animated movie Ron's Gone Wrong about an awkward middle school child. And she realized her school could really benefit from this type of buddy bench, so she set out to raise the funds.
1: That's so great. See how these conversations about mental health, with which essentially this is what this is, right, is um, getting younger and younger people involved, like directly involved in the conversations. I, I love the idea, first of all. Um, how did she raise the money? So according to CTV
2: with help from her mom's Facebook page and a GoFundMe account, Hannah raised $1,000. Um, for En Francais, it's La Blanque de la Matisse or Buddy Bench. And I know I just... My French accent is not very good. Um, it's not the first time Hannah has fundraised for a good cause. You know, when we talk about these amazing young people, this is never the first time they've done this. So she's in grade five, but when she was in grade four, she gathered 380 pounds of food to help feed all the animals. So it was it was animal oh, food wow. belonging to families who use the Berry Food Bank. Um And the year before that, so grade three, if my math is correct, um, she helped run a garage sale and lemonade stand to raise 280 kids for Sick Kids Hospital. So, like, yay, Hannah. Oh, yay. small applause Hannah. for Hannah. And I'm just going to jump on it really quickly onto like, your conversation you guys just had. I just got Starlink.
0: So this oh. is the first
2: hit I'm doing with Starlink. And apparently you guys can hear me now.
0: This I wonder is where she went. I, I, Karen disappeared.
2: Oh, stop oh, it, Kelly! I'm tired, I'm tired of telling having Kelly complaining. You going your you, know you were your up
0: lot.
2: <laughs> He's not nice to me at all, is he? He's really
1: no mean. man. Do you about ever about sound
0: clear, especially saying how wonderful I am. I appreciate it. you. Sound awesome. <laughs> the audio is
1: great. Now
2: you hear me.
0: Oh yeah. Huh.
1: Funny how that works.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like the money thing. Did anyone bring up money yet? No. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, can we ask you then, since uh, you've just got it, what was the selling point for you? Was it? I mean, I know we've you know you've had some struggles with location being uh, not not the best internet uh, at times for you. What did you see and say? Wow, I want this.
2: I I saw my boss keep sending me her screenshots of her speed that she was getting with <laughs> oh, Starlink. <yeah. laughs> she wow. was harassing me.
0: I'm, I'm just
2: saying that. There. <laughs> No, no, no. One of, one of my kara my and I got it as well at her place, and she was having similar internet issues that I was having. And it came highly recommended, and I trust her. And her and her husband have been very helpful with us getting it set up. So we had it in the backyard for a couple of days, just testing it out. And then they came and installed it on the roof today. So wow. I'm so happy. Do you No drop
0: offs, right? Like we haven't had any you know, drops. Netflix, no, your voice Netflix hasn't done any of those funny things.
1: Netflix? <laughs> Netflix is not that I've been watching Karen, Netflix while I've been working. How long have you been watching Netflix? That as was the it first thing buffered? she tested. Buffering. Well, how Netflix? long has the Netflix
2: been around? Oh, stop um, it! No, it's, stop. Not, it's not that bad. It, it, it apparently I can see it now because we get really low quality, so it was really grainy. So I'm very excited.
1: Please, oh, I don't even know what I'm hearing. We didn't even know half the problems you were having.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, Netflix. I mean, come on, Bridgerton. Hello. <laughs>
0: All right, go do some binging. Thank you very much. I appreciate you being on. Thank you,
2: guys. Have a a great weekend.
0: Boy, does she sound clear. Okay, I hope that's her audiobooks weren't buffering. Jeez. Oh, goodness me. Well, at least she's not. You know, and all the <laughs> stuff that it was doing to her before. We visit with our uh, content development specialist on Wednesdays and Fridays here on Kelly and Company. In the next hour of the program, Ryan Huey highlights the upcoming Thank You Garden Party, uh, hosted by Caliber Audio, showing appreciated to the hardworking volunteers in the industry. We'll get to some conversation, uh, recaps, and comment on segments from the past week on Cut for Time. Bill Shackleton, he joins us in just a moment for the Friday bus. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.